This podcast is part of the GWC Network. For more information on it or to check out some of our other awesome podcasts, visit us at galacticwatercooler.com. After the tone, enjoy the show. This is Modern Geek Podcast number 60, recorded October 8th, 2012. I'm Chuck. And I'm Juan. Welcome back to Modern Geek. Thanksgiving edition. Ah, yes, Canadian Thanksgiving. <laughs> exactly, yes. It's, it, may not, it may not qualify for all of you Americans down there, but uh, for Canadians, I've actually had the day off. So Hey, we call it Columbus Day and close the bank, so what do you know? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't work at a bank, so it's not closed for me. Exactly. Sadly. So there's a few things I wanted to kind of touch on, really. Uh, well, when we start here, uh, there's a security worm spreading through Skype. Oh, um, how? What it is, is it's one of these ones where it's infiltrating into the infrastructure and dis- and distributing links to uh, Skype updates that are malicious. Oh. So, like, you know, those, have you ever received a message on Twitter like, LOL, is this your new profile pic? Oh, yeah. And it's like a link to a zip file. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's one of these. Um don't click on attachments out of Skype. I mean, unless you really know the person. <laughs> and even if you do, sometimes they're, you know, if it's a machine that's compromised, it it spreads and and starts sending messages on behalf of people. No. Well, this one's a particularly nasty one. It's it's like in this line of ransomware that's been going on. The message that comes up says um, you know, you know, you uh, you have a malware and uh, the your files have been encrypted. However, if you don't pay us with two hundred bucks within twenty four hours, we'll delete all your files. Well, that's friendly. Yeah, <laughs> it's also not new. People have been doing that sort of thing ever since there's been malware. So yes, kidnappers have been shooting hostages throughout the decades. <laughs> we, just, we just have a new vector here. Oh, it's. It's terrible. Basically, only ever download Skype updates through the automatic service or through the Skype website. Don't click on links. Uh, that's basically well, what it comes down yeah. to. And Skype, Skype's official stance on this is, well, don't click on links. Um, I mean, we'll do what we can to update security, but this is like a... Yeah, this isn't a security hole. This is a phishing attack. This is the problem. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there are holes in the infrastructure that will allow, will allow unauthorized usage of the account and that kind of stuff. But they're doing what they can to fix that. But that still doesn't mean that, like, if, if you or one of your friends get infected, then, I mean, this can spread like wildfire. So just don't click on stuff. <laughs> yeah, you know, the tough thing about this is that they, these get reported in the mainstream media kind of like... Uh, like, like there are two that come to mind. This, which, like you said, is essentially a phishing attack. You know, this is yep. the equivalent of somebody calling you and saying, "Hey, give me your checkbook. You know, uh, give me your you know, give me your credit card number, and you give it to them." You know, on the right. other hand, or, or you might call it advanced social engineering. Either way, and on the other hand, you have like some pretty straight, straightforward technical attacks, like that uh, kind of weirdo situation a while back where uh, a number of routers got hacked. 
adjusting DNS so that they could push updates through the software itself that appeared to be coming from, guess what, you know, the correct source. Right. And the problem is, is that once you once your DNS is compromised, which is effectively for those who don't know, the naming service that would like, say, link, you know, uh, galacticwatercooler.com to 208.92.232.88 IP. Once that's compromised, one, you know, you won't notice the difference. Right. And and two, anybody from the outside trying to assist you with this, like technical support, won't be able to see what you're seeing. And the funny thing, so the funny thing about this to me is that, uh, and, and it's not their fault, it's not like some conspiracy, it's just that when you report technical things like this and you don't go to the next level and the technicality of it enough to explain what it is, you end up with these two kind of situations sounding the same. And and the one that we reported on today is is really kind of a, it's a social engineering attack, it's the kind of thing that you can avoid simply by choosing correct behavior right uh, on the other hand you have a technical uh, a technical attack which can happen to you no matter how awesome awesomely careful you are and hmm. and in that way now of course that's not accounting for how it got on the router in the first place right who knows uh-huh. maybe they flashed the router with some junk but either way you look at it uh, it's definitely a more complex situation and uh, I, I'm not saying that they should minimize the one that we have today, but rather that reporting on them all this way, I think, kind of hides how significant something like the router issue was. Yeah. Well, and, and I also mean uh, is not to say that they haven't been making progress. Like I, I saw an article this week that the FTC has finally been able to track down a large part of that business that's been operating out of various different countries that have been calling people saying, this is Microsoft technical support. We, uh, we see malware on your computer and get them to install remote access software. <laughs> have you heard of this one? It's, this it's, is it's, like, yeah, it's been running rampant and they apparently the U S authorities have like seized like uh, $188,000 worth of assets on this. They're actually taking a big bite out of that particular scam the only problem is, is that because this stuff is so distributed, you can't actually really get rid of all of it. And, you know, it may make for a good headline one day, but then it kind of just fades into the mass of other security flaws that exist out there. And then, you know, people that aren't, you know, like us that are reading this about this stuff every day will kind of get blindsided. Yeah, it's an ugly business, but I think your advice was extremely sound. Number one, seriously. Oh, my God, crap. <laughs> yeah, number two, if you're going to install anything, think really hard about where it's coming from. Uh, and, and is that going to protect you from everything in the universe? No, but it'll, at least, it'll at least protect you from a lot of it. Exactly, yeah. Um, I'm not sure which one I want to go with here. Let's go with the content <laughs> ID one. <laughs> okay, because, sounds good. Because, okay, I, I, I saved this article, and then five minutes later, I got a uh, monetization clarification email from YouTube for one of my uh, Let's Play videos. It's like, we need more information before we can monetize your video. Uh, you know that, Google, that, that content ID process that's been running rampant on YouTube about oh, yeah. uh, any music or news... Uh, and, and basically anything that a big company owns, they submit to this database that analyzes like the waveform of the sound and looks at the video. And if even in like a news context, it shows up in another video, even for just a few seconds, sure. they, the company has set up auto takedowns for these 
for like you know various you know uh, Twit suffers from this a lot but with like their Tech News Today program where they try to talk about something in the news and play like a clip from you know the Daily Show or something like that and then there's like this gigantic takedown and the entire file gets removed from YouTube right and nobody can view that that episode of Tech News Today. Um, well, apparently, uh, Google is going along the lines of changing some of these rules. Uh, there's an appeals process that's being put into place for uh, content creators. So that way, if there is one of these takedowns, then uh, there's you know at least a process to look into this now, which uh, there wasn't for, for these actual takedowns for a long time. And they're also looking at improving the process for invalid claims as well. And uh, it looks like they're steering it towards not letting big companies like NBC and that kind of stuff just do blanket takedowns for everything and actually give, you know, stuff like news programs the ability to put something on YouTube and not have their stuff editorialized. You know, um, I have a couple of concerns about all this and we've talked about a lot of them already and I I won't go into the fact that, uh, you know, that, that this, that this is being abused as much as it's being used, you know, or sure seems to, I mean, I don't have those numbers, but it sure seems that way. But what really scares me about this is that, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to get a bit weird here, but (laughs) all right, but seriously, what this is to a large extent is is the commercialization of the public sphere. Like, the public sphere being this, essentially, I mean, the the really quick version, without getting into the ugly, is that all of the place that, you know, uh, that, we, that we communicate with each other, that we exchange ideas, uh, argue with each other, and interface in a way where we socially create uh, our ideas and, and the way we think about things. Okay. The public part of that, right? Yep. And in the past, you know, we've kind of recognized those places as important. Like, that's why, at least in America, we generally don't, uh, it's, uh, we, at least we try to not interfere with public gatherings, right? I mean, you want people to be able to gather in public places to talk. Right. If you can't do that, then that significantly affects your ability to, uh, participate socially in the whole point of of government, right? Right. And everything else. <laughs> I mean, honestly, all the yeah. way we form ideas and everything, you know, they have huge social components, and those have to be expressed through through the public sphere and through public discourse. Now, the problem is, is that those they they call them the third places, right? Like, you know, it's it's like, uh, uh, you know, like like a bar or something where you go to hang out and talk with your friends or a coffee shop or things like that. But those places are increasingly digital. And, and the trick is, is that as we start to, as these technologies get integrated into the process of public discourse, it's really easy for them to become critical before there's really any understanding or legislation. And, and worse yet, you have that whole weird situation, right? Of like, uh, of like the public place, like, like for example, it's already kind of happened in the physical world with like malls, like a okay. mall. A lot of people go to the mall and hang out, right? And and they go yeah. there and they they talk to each other and they they interface socially beyond just going to buy things from the stores, right? But the mall is private property, 
And, yeah. and it's it's generally respected that the mall can set rules in, in that public property that, that go well beyond what would be allowable in what we generally recognize as a public space. So what happens is, is we shift the public space to a private space that feels like a public space, but it's not really. And there's a corporate control over it that, that operates outside the general laws that we put in place, uh, again, in America and, and in other countries, too, to some extent to protect people's ability to to gather and do things reasonably. This comes up with photography a lot, right? This is something I think our listeners will understand is that like if you are, you know, probably have some experience with try taking a picture. Great example. We did the GWC meetup, part of the GWC meetup a couple of years ago uh, at a bar, right? Yep. That bar is in a an outdoor mall. Try right. taking pictures of the outside of the bar. They have security there to, to, to stop you mm. and you are legally not allowed to take pictures outside of the buildings. And, and that's quite legal for them to do that. It is private property. It feels right. like a public space, but it's not. Well, right. now move all that to digital, right? So at first, you know, oh, it's the new land of freedom. You know, the cyber utopians, uh, we're just uh, utopists. We're just like pushing all this. It's great. It's this free space where we can do anything. And, well, okay, you can express yourself with this huge reach, and it's great. You can create a video on YouTube, and you can reach everyone. Yeah, here's the thing. <laughs> YouTube hmm. is like a mall. Yep. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and you know, I think as we start to recognize that these, that these technologies are becoming the ways in which we express each other to a large extent, express ourselves in the way we interact socially in the ways that are required for public discourse, if... And, and when that happens, we'll probably see some legislation to try to protect against that, right? Hopefully. But yep. in the meantime, it's just the freaking Wild West. And while YouTube can very reasonably say, hey, screw you, we're giving you all this for free. You know, uh, if, if you don't like it, go somewhere else. I mm. mean, you don't have any rights on YouTube because, hey, it's a free commercial service. Right. And. And the the problem is that this expands out through all the pieces of the infrastructure of the internet. I mean, uh, like Microsoft, kind of kind of hilariously, accidentally submitted a bad takedown to Google for uh, some Windows eight beta torrents or something like that. <laughs> the only problem is they also included um, their their algorithm must have been off because they also included uh, the BBC, uh, Minnesota CBS local, Washington Post, Pasadena Sun, uh, the. Uh, EPA website, uh, health, uh, U.S. Department of Health uh, website, Wikipedia, uh, Huffington Post, uh, <laughs> see, see, that's AMC the Theaters, BuzzFeed, and they're like, oh, yeah, um, take down all the search results for these websites because they're infringing on our stuff. And, you know, some of the big ones got were whitelisted, and it's like, well, obviously, we're not doing that, but stuff like, um, like the AMC Theaters and... and um, what was the other one? There are a couple of the smaller ones. They just carried them out and some of their stuff got delisted. And see, it's like, what the crap? See, and here's the trick. Like, here's a great example. And this is something that I think at least crosses our border, if not others. Right. Yeah. It's it's that if somebody did that to the, the, the traditional news media. Right. Like, for example, if if you, your or my local newspaper reported on that or if, for example, uh, you know, a, a TV news 
station reported on this and showed a, a video and and attributed it correctly. Yep. And and they they remove they they censored that broadcast in order right to do that. We would flip out. Exactly. And, yet and the, that's and yet the problem is is that little by little this this is taking the place of those of those and yet exactly less people go, no go off the cable and just look looking for video and their news sources on the internet and this is the problem that you run into is that it's it's censorship of the the news but it's in this gray area where it's like well it's not you know real news it's not print hey, or and it's if, not print or broadcast television and hey so look we're, if you think and uh, you meaning listeners, okay, because I know you don't. But <laughs> if you want, <laughs> <laughs> if you listeners think that the people will not use this for this purpose, in other words, that, that it's just an accident, they're really trying to prevent infringement, and these are just accidents, okay? Um, I can tell you from personal experience that, uh, that I have had experience uh, with a professional blog where I had written an article that was a product review. The company that made the product decided that they did not want that review public. Right. And Uh, what they did was they actually sued the company that I had written for uh, in in, claiming a copyright violation. In this case, a trademark violation, actually, that, that using the name of the product and the images without permission would uh um you know would be a violation and the thing is is that there there are two problems with that it's essentially a mirror i mean first of all it's just not true you know and if you went if you went through the process it's tough you know on one hand uh, blogs are not being given the same understanding uh as as print media at this point they're not seen the same way legally yet right and 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 believe me, on both sides, they want some of that. Like they, for example, they want to be able to sue for libel, but on the other hand, they don't want to be able to uh, to give the rights that go along with that. So it's a real ugly situation. But second of all, and this is the worst part, is that this is essentially coercion. It's not a matter of whether or not what we did was right or wrong. Or whether it would stand up in court. It's simply, I have the money to sue you. You do not have the money to defend. You're going to do what I say. And the truth right. is, we did. We removed mm. the article. We had no and choice. That, and that's just sad. I mean, it's... it's. And you want to know what's even crazier? Mm. It wasn't a negative review. That's even weirder. <laughs> okay, now that's really just mind-boggling. No, I don't. Want, I, mean, I don't want them to think that everybody's that way. I mean, I can. It's I, yeah. It's it. There will be these like Microsoft One was obviously a bad algorithm, and you know there are some that will be just you know over enthusiastic or incorrect or blah blah blah. But there are these companies out there that will abuse this. Hey, don't fool yourself. Purely though. for profit, but don't fool yourself. Even if it's not for profit. Somebody at Microsoft looked at that and said, you know what? This algorithm is going to hurt a bunch of people, well, and but there's it's going the ul- to accomplish what we want, so let's do it anyway. There's the ultimate problem, too, when you run into this kind of content ID stuff, is that what it should really be is it should be, you know, if you're submitting this request, you should have reviewed it. 
but their argument is, well, you know, we send in hundreds of thousands of takedowns a day. Yeah. We can't possibly know what we're submitting for takedown. That's right. Which is is BS. You can it's BS. It yeah. is understandable from a perspective, but then that just shows the fundamental flaw with doing it this way. I agree. It's it's sad. It's yeah. It's going to be one of these ongoing topics we're going to be talking about for years as it evolves either the positive direction or the negative one. Either way, it'll make for great news, assuming we're allowed to talk about it. (laughs) Well said. Speaking of bad news, uh, did you hear about this iPhone 5 problem? Yes. And no, I, 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 are you one, talking I, about I got one that was scratched, or are you talking about the oh, no, I took no, a picture looking into the sun and it has it has a lens? There fire. it is, right there. Um, uh, you know, they're already having their problems with the lightning accessories. Not like uh, first of all, lightning accessories won't be from third party sources. Not available for certification until November, and the uh, lightning connector has this little uh, chip in it that you can't. Uh, replicate without Apple's explicit permission. Right. So that's already a problem. Then there's the scratching problem. And now there's this phone problem where basically if you take a picture with the light source off to the side slightly, and it is very apparent when you use, when you use the sun as a light source, uh, the problem is, is that the light coming in at an angle on that little micro lens, and they're talking about, you know, their seven layer lens technology. Yeah, sure. The problem is, is that those layers have reflectivity in them and the light bounces back and forth and produces this purple hue that kind of almost looks like a, a, like a bad Polaroid. Um, you know, it's, it's not the, uh, it's not desirable. And, um, the iPhone 4S doesn't have this problem. The Samsung Galaxy S3 doesn't have this problem, which are the two kind of competitors to the, to this. And... Apple's response, well, just don't point it that way. Yeah, I I see two issues with this, okay? I mean, number one, I don't know why. Well, I guess I do. It's just the classic hate. You know, everybody wants really bad to, like, find the problem, you know, because right. that's news. Like, if this was a problem with the Samsung Galaxy 3, nobody would give a damn. Seriously. Right. You know, this would receive no press at all. Uh, I mean, yeah. come on. You can't say if Steve Jobs had been around, <laughs> this would never have happened, you know, so um, which is absurd. The, I love that. As everybody's pointed out, um, hey, guys, everything that's ever come out from Apple has been partially broken when it came out. <laughs> so and also not to mention that the, the, the iPhone 5 was the last one specifically uh, um, developed by Steve Jobs. Yeah, whatever. Well. So right. It's like, <laughs> Any way you look at it, uh, your point is mute, sir. Yeah. Mute, sir. Yeah. <laughs> either, either way, you, yeah, either way you look at it, though. I mean, are these issues? Yes, I'm not saying they're not. They are absolutely. If if you bought one and it, and you're pissed off, I do something about it. You know, I think you have some recourse. And if you don't, well, you know, you know where to buy next time. You know, I certainly would would do that if I felt that way. Um, I think though that. One thing that we're not really fully thinking about is the level of complexity that is in all of this gear. Yeah. Uh, recently, I, I, you know, I still remember when a cell phone was a cell phone, you know, mm-hmm. and and when we became smartphone users, 
I guess you could say really popularly beginning with the trio, right? Yeah. And, and then beyond that, the iPhone, which which really well, kicked it off. so terrible. <laughs> True, but it was the only option, really. I know. <laughs> you know, it was really all you had if you wanted the beginnings of smartphones back then. And I know a lot of people that used them despite their huge, huge failings. Remember the Palm 7? I had one. You had one? I actually oh still have God, it. That's awesome. <laughs> I have it in it's in the bin over there with, with that with the big flip up antenna on absolutely. the side. And yes! that and that thing was badass when it came first came out, believe me. God, yeah. But uh yeah, having email mobile in, in on a mobile device, it was incredible back then. Yep. I mean, and that was I had that and that was what? That was pre-2000. That was that was when a PDA was something yeah. and not just a personal display of affection. Yeah. No kidding. No kidding. Anyway, yeah, it's in the bin over there with that uh, iPad that looks. That's the one from uh, <laughs> from Stargate. <laughs> for the few people who haven't heard this story, we we're watching Stargate one time when uh, when Juan was uh, in town here visiting, and it's and, Atlantis. Yeah, yeah, Atlantis, and we're watching it. But he pulls out this device, and I'm like, "Hey, I have one of those." <laughs> and I go rummaging around in the closet, and I come out with this old iPad, and it's exactly the one they're using. You're, you're like, that looks like an iPad encased in lucite. Hold on, I'll be right back. <laughs> I do not have the case, but you can buy them on eBay. So if you I really know. Want. <laughs> if somebody needs a prop, I, I got one. Anyway, uh, no, I, I, I Rodney McKay costume. <laughs> that is, <coughs> excuse me. I, uh, but yeah. Anyway, I'm saying that these devices have just increased in complexity like manifold, and yep. to give any improvement beyond the initial iPhone. I mean, every time we've seen some significant improvement. We're seeing the integration of more and more and more complex hardware. <clears throat> like, for example, you go from a camera that's like, hey, it takes a picture. Okay, look, it's a phone. Give me a break. It's not like you're going to you know, do anything with these pictures except show them to your friends, right? To, you know, now you get, what, a 7 megapixel camera? Yeah. And, <clears throat> and, and a relatively complex lens that can actually perform better than many point-and-shoots. Yeah, I mean, it's that, like I mean, that's the thing is that the camera does things well and it does things badly. Um, I think it is definitely something to know if yes. you're looking into getting the f- iPhone. It's like you know, it's it's starting to have this kind of terrible laundry list of well, you know, it's not going to work with your old iPhone connections and it's not going to, and it's you know, it's having problems with the the OS and the data usage glitch that we were that. Um, was in the news and it's now got a camera problem but it's like it's all stuff to be aware every phone has these kind of disadvantages the one thing you know i you know speaking about this whole this whole market in general i know apple's been uh really guilty of this in the past with their mac line but i am really getting sick of of like uh samsung and 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 the android people only running smear ads instead of ads that actually show what their phone does it's like i i really want to when when my phone starts to really start to crap out i want to look at the entire market and i just feel so dirty looking at the samsung stuff because of their their smear ads i try to ignore everything that they're putting out into the market and only looking for independent reviews of it because anytime i see a samsung ad it's like the the best iphone is actually an android and it's like 
could you calm down and just tell me what your phone does, please? <laughs> you could even say, hey, it's not quite as cool in some ways, but it's better in others, and I might buy it anyway. It's true. Exactly. I'm, I'm looking at the, the Note 2. Just had the, uh, Samsung's really great about this. They just released all of their Android code open source so that it can be rooted, and you can put like a vanilla a- Android on it or uh, the Cyanogen mod on it and, and really soup this thing up for the, for the Note 2. And that's a phone I really like. Uh, I'm, I'm really looking to like because it's got, it's a gigantic screen for my gorilla hands. But, you know, you look at the ads and it's just like, guys, stop trying so hard. You are selling tons of these. Show how good they are. Don't show how bad the competition is. It's just yeah. annoying. You know, um, I, I, and I will admit Apple's done it in the past and it's annoying when they do it as well. Agreed. For what it's worth, what all this iPhone 5 stuff means to me personally, uh, and maybe that's useful since I I probably sound like, uh, oh, hey, I just don't care. I'm going to buy whatever. You know, honestly, what (laughs) You're an Apple apologist. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. What it it strikes me as personally, though, is that um, in in some cases, like I bought a 4S on day one primarily because I had... Uh, I had stretched well beyond the life of my previous phone, and I was going to have to buy whatever came out if I wanted to stay in there. Read for twenty minutes, <laughs> pretty much, man. I was like a a battery case genius. I had battery cases everywhere. It was awesome. <laughs> I still do, which is <clears throat> which is cool. So it's just habit. <clears throat> Damn, I don't know why I'm coughing so much today. I'll, I'll fill in for you for a moment. Clear your throat. Uh, <clears throat> my my sister and uh, her boyfriend did point out as well that uh, when you, sometimes when you upgrade the operating system, it brings that battery problem back again. So once again, as it, with the iOS 5 update, Google iOS update battery performance fix. And you'll find a bunch of different ways of, of resetting the firmware or the network settings to try to get that uh that problem fixed it's something that's happening again like all our friends are having this problem so oh that's an interesting point i think my battery is running a little bit uh different it's hard to tell though because it's not near as bad as it was before um but yeah i uh, think i think my ipad might have that worth checking but i I was gonna say uh, my thinking though is that with the iphone 5 uh i would definitely i'm definitely not gonna buy until later in the cycle I, right. I think it's one of those things that, especially like with the 4S versus the uh, 4 versus my old 3, uh, 3GS, uh, you know, it was a pretty easy easy call. You know, if the problems were things that were worked out via software or they easily took them in and trade when there was a problem. They actually replaced one of mine, my hardware once, even before they figured out it was a software problem. Oh, the battery fix one, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's really, you know, I mean, I no bad experience there, you know? And, I mean, you can't ask for everything to be perfect, but you can't ask for them to deal with it. On the other hand, like, I, I think when you have a big update like this, where, and to me, big doesn't mean, oh, my God, it's, it's you know, it, it takes out the trash now, you know? But more like you have the connector difference. You have some significant changes in hardware, things that yeah. are, are not going to necessarily be compatible with everything and may require some development before they're really as useful to you. And in those cases, it just pays to wait. You know, you want to be in the middle of the cycle where, you know, that stuff's been out a while and people yeah. have already 
pioneered that ground for you a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Poor suckers have bought it and, and they had the problem. Run it at minus one. Let everybody else to deal with the problem. Yeah, I mean, you laugh, but it kind of it kind of works with this. And that's, actually, that's a, that's a pretty that's a pretty standard like IT strategy. Is just like let's let all the 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 you know the the first adopters the let let them work out the problems i'll benefit from it. it's so funny too you know it's like it's like uh, uh on fitsmart we were joking one time about how uh i think i talked about this before how these are art- you have to read articles for the content not for their spin right because, yeah because yeah. like you know uh, the article may say, oh, you should never eat this, but it might be great for you for the reason that that guy doesn't want to eat it. You know, it's the same thing here. Like when the uh, when when the 4S was announced and everybody was like, oh, my God, the 4S is just a, it's just an incremental update. It's just crap. It's not the new Jesus phone. It's just it's just an incremental. See, that was great for me. I'm like, sweet. <laughs> That's yeah. what I want. <laughs> An incremental update is awesome because I don't want to ditch all my other stuff. I just want some, you know, a phone that's a little newer and, you know, doesn't, the battery's not toast on. So that's actually exactly how I read articles too. It's just like, <laughs> okay, completely bypass the editorial. Show me the specs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and my, my, my favorite, uh, kind of my favorite target for this is Gizmodo. They, cause they publish so much really interest. They're so good at making things entertaining. You just got to love Gizmodo. Uh, but like uh, like their top story email today, I got this like, I don't know how, like an hour ago, right? How people profit from your online mugshot and ruin your life forever. It's actually a pretty entertaining story about this poor school teacher who got arrested for a domestic dispute. Like a company common. I mean, let's face it. Everybody likes to think they're perfect, but sometimes, you know, things happen, right? Had this domestic dispute had it all worked out it wasn't a big deal but got arrested for it and uh it came out and kind of screwed her life up right right and uh there are a number of they uncovered how a number of people paid for it and how they there's this whole system of selling them and it's kind of scary jeez (laughs) yeah it's it's really screwed up but anyway um so the funny part is is you know are you gonna be is your life gonna be ruined well i don't know if you have a mugshot maybe you should deal with that you know that might be something that you might need to i don't know tell an employer and and work through it before you just expect that it'll never come up and bite you again but again the information from this article i'm just trying to give an example of something completely unrelated to anything we do right yeah uh, the, the the takeaway from this hey there's an interesting market in how people sell mugshots. i wonder what else people do sell like that you know public information <laughs> that gets sold that's kind of interesting right. i'd never thought about that whether you're going to get even if you've never been arrested what else you know anyway you see what i'm saying yeah and uh, having rambled so much, we have to wrap up. Ah. Yep. Sorry about that. It was fun, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I always love diving into this stuff and just oh, kind of, yeah. you know, it's half it's half passionate discussion and half just what the F is people doing? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That should be our tagline. I don't think they let you do that on iTunes, but hey. Maybe not. Know, no, we, we want to keep our clean tag. <laughs> <laughs> Anything you want to add here at the end, sir? Uh, nah. (laughs) All right. Well, we'll see you next week. From everyone here at Modern Geek and GWC, thanks for listening. 
If you have something to add to the show, a news tip, feedback on anything we've discussed, or just some random awesomeness, we'd love to hear from you. Give us a call at 214-296-9229. That's 214-296-9229. And follow the instructions there to leave us a message for inclusion in a future podcast. You'll find other GWC podcasts as well as the friendliest people in geekdom on the GWC website and forum at galacticwatercooler.com. And don't forget, financial support from listeners like you keep all GWC podcasts on the net each week. To find out how to donate, visit galacticwatercooler.com slash donate.